0: Luther's about to do grace, but he's got to apologize like a white girl doing karaoke first. He's like, oh my god, okay. So I'm doing this for my sister. Oh my gosh. Angela. You're going to get married. Okay. Dear God, thank you for the food. Oh my god, did I fucking ruin it? I think I was (laughs) amazing. I put in four songs. (laughs) Karaoke is for the poor and (laughs) talented
1: God-awful movie. Welcome back to the Gamcast, where each week we sample another selection from Christian cinema, because that's the only legal thing that the voices tell me to do. I'm your host, Noah Lusions, and sitting to my immediate left is my good friend, Heath Enright. Heath, welcome back, sir. Thanks, Noah. Uh, you know who's a great <laughs> group of people? the whites (laughs) we're the best all right let's start the show (laughs) (laughs) now that heath has said that we're allowed to get going and sitting 81 miles to my right you've already heard him but i might as well introduce him anyway as my bad friend eli bosnick eli how are you this fine afternoon sir oh i'm pretty fantastic noah good good glad (laughs) to hear it I think I know why, and it might have to do with the answer to this question. Heath, tell us, what will we be breaking down today? We watched Salvation
2: Road, or Christmas on Salvation Road, or something like that. (laughs) Um, It's the story of a white pastor moving his family from a rich town to a poor town and helping save the coloreds from themselves, which is an identical plot to the movie we did in Episode 7 called, I think it was... Brother White Man's Burden. Yes. And yeah. just for fun, I went back to the notes from that episode. Turns out I used the, pretty much exactly the same words to introduce that movie by accident. I'm not trying to recycle <laughs> intro. That was a coincidence. It's just these movies being racist in exactly the
1: same way. Yeah, yeah. No, exactly. It was just, like I said uh, uh last week. It was Brother White, but serious. <laughs> and Eli, how bad was this movie? Well...
0: If you love feel-good movies about white people saving black people, but the realistic acting makes you afraid you're trapped in your TV, you (laughs) will love this movie. This is like 30% The Help, 30% Christian movie, 39% Quiznos training video uh, with 1% Christmas movie sprinkled on top.
1: (laughs) I feel like, honestly, I feel like the, 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 the actors in the Quiznos training video should take offense to that. I feel like we're going to get an angry letter like, hey, man, I was doing my best. All right. I was really invested
0: in that sub getting all the way through the toaster before you reach in. (laughs) That's a deep cut for anyone who's worked at Quiznos. There you go. Yeah. We have three listeners who
1: love that shit. (laughs) <laughs> I think you're underestimating our Quiznos listenership, but whatever. And, you know, I, we should say right up front that this is yet another one of those movies that's, like, based on a true story and you can tell because nothing fucking happens. You know, <laughs> it's just some arrogant Christian that's like, you know what would make a great movie? The boring shit that I do.
0: Well, you know, one time I moved somewhere poorer than where I lived before I lived there and I did my job. And
1: and look, I I just I would kill to just dive in, like fly on the wall style on one of the writers meetings for this, because at some point in the writers meeting, someone said, well, what about that time you came up with Taco Tuesdays? There should be a scene for that, huh? And there is. Well, there let's be clear. There
0: is no scene that was proposed that didn't make it into this movie.
1: Yeah, there are a plethora of useless fucking scenes in this film. It starts with one, it ends with one, and there's nothing but those in the middle. So uh, is there anything that you'd like to nominate this one for being the best at being the worst at? Uh, I'm going to
2: say worst, worst actor. Uh, The guy who plays Charlie might be literally the worst actor we've reviewed. he's also the writer in the ep and it's a fucking disaster every time he's on screen and he's on screen a lot
1: yeah yeah you know it's funny i saw you wrote best worst single actor and i i wrote i don't know which one you mean but i also agree you know i don't don't mean this is argumentation oh he was terrible oh uh yeah we'll
0: see that he very clearly thinks he's the comedic like relief of this movie but Mm -hmm. no one reacts to him and again this is a almost a christian movie bingo at this point no one reacts to him like he's the comedic relief so he'll just be like "Uh uh-oh i shocked
1: myself and the other characters be like you okay and he'll be like yeah no i'm (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm
0: fine fine.
3: now thank
1: you (laughs) he also has and i'm gonna we'll get to it but he has one of the maybe my favorite vamping moment in the history of christian film as well eli got any best worsts for us uh, I'm going to go with Best Worst Streets. We hear
0: about how the streets oh. have killed people. The streets themselves <laughs> have yeah. killed people to the point where, and I have this throughout my notes, I thought maybe this was a horror movie about literal streets that hunt down and kill black <laughs> single mothers, And I was for it. <laughs>
2: Step up to the streets. <laughs> oh, hells yeah. Uh,
1: mm. I-, I also want to nominate this for Best Worst Kids in a movie. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, specifically, the younger daughter. Yes.
0: Oh. The kids in this. Mo- so, this is kind of a trope in movies, but it's not worse anywhere than it is here, which is that people do kids sometimes as these just weird blanket honesty machines who don't understand like basic concepts, even though they understand the language around those concepts. <laughs> Uh But this movie, it's just terrifying. There's several moments where, like, the younger daughter, you're just like, oh, no, she's not well. You
1: need to, <laughs> right. She should understand that. She's a teen. <laughs> like, this is not. Right. Yeah, she should be in an office somewhere trying to get the half red, half white boxes to make the right patterns. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. I wanted this bothered me inordinately through this f- film. I wanted to nominate this for Best Worst Parking. Oh fuck these people! Oh my god! All right, anyone who lived in New York is going to have to go nuts with all the front end parallel parking in this fucking movie. Always six and a half feet from the fucking curb and diagonal. Looked fine to me.
0: <laughs> totally cool to me. <laughs> You're Didn't the hit worst. anything, so that's like great parking, not just good parking, because <laughs> you can tap the car in front and behind you. That helps him. I hate make you so space.
3: much. <laughs> oh god.
1: And also from more of a cinematic perspective, too, and we'll get into this right away when we get into the review, I wanted to nominate this for the best worst editing. And that is a huge fucking statement considering what we've watched in the past. But, oh, my God, there were points where I started having epileptic seizures from the editing in his fucking movie. Yes, I,
0: I I have this later in my notes, but at a certain point I wrote, "Jesus, just make a whip noise every time you cut." So at least tell me.
1: <laughs> 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 <laughs>
0: <laughs> be like, "All right, I get it
1: now." At least the <laughs> only way it could have been less comfortable in terms of editing is if, when we moved from one side of the conversation to the other, we did so with the Spider Man in between scenes thing. You know, the. <laughs> Yeah, yeah! Holy shit! Well, obviously we can't be done until we get started. So we're gonna pause for a quick break, and when we come back, we'll leap headfirst into all the poorly scripted mundanity that is Christmas on Salvation Street. Hi, I'm Tony D.
0: Is your Christian movie kind of boring and pointless? Not really sure why anybody, even in the Christian movie genre, would want to watch it. Try. Tony D's instant Christmas movie. For the simple price of $49.99, our special picture and sound editors can turn any movie into a Christmas movie. Boring two-shot of some assholes talking about Jesus? Now there's tinsel. Christmas movie. Is this dialogue dragging your movie down? How are we gonna save the church? Give it the Christmas treatment. How are we gonna save the church? For Christmas don't eat these instant christmas movie because you tried your best and that's all that matters
1: hello and welcome back to master cook i'm whatever name we can use that's close enough to the blonde british chef that's on tv a lot without getting sued today we've got two local podcasters in the kitchen to show us who is the master cook heath welcome to the show so i can't make ramen for the okay? fourth time, no. And, of course, returning once again after his miserable defeat last week, Eli Bosnick. Eli, thanks for joining us again. I don't know how to cook. Why do people keep
0: having me on this show? All I right, let's
1: see what you've prepared this week. Heath, tell us about your dish. Right. So um, I just used Blue Apron,
2: which means all I had to do was go online and sign up, and they sent me fresh pre-portioned ingredients to my home, along with easy-to-follow recipe cards. So I made these
1: buffalo-style cauliflower sandwiches with blue cheese. Excellent. Sounds delicious. And tell me, how easy was this to make? Oh, super easy. You just
2: open the box, follow the instructions, and the meal is ready in no time.
0: Excellent. All right. And Eli, tell us about your dish. Uh, well, you, you gave me 30 minutes to make something and then just told me to go into a giant pantry... Uh, filled with stuff I didn't recognize. So I tried to make pasta that takes like 20 minutes and I couldn't find oven mitts or anything around. So I just ordered Chinese food to the studio and that, that costs like $13. And then the guy pretended that the buzzer didn't work. So I had to like go downstairs to get it and it was wet for some reason. So uh, there you go.
1: Mixed veggies and brown sauce. I, I see. That's uh, disappointing and expensive. Heath, how much did yours cost? Less than $10 a meal. Yeah, well, mine came with soy sauce if the container uh-huh, hadn't I, I think it's clear tonight. The winner is Blue Apron. It's obvious to me that the listeners at home will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash godawful. That's blueapron.com slash godawful. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. Didn't even taste mine the delivery guy very clearly dropped this in a puddle yeah well i don't tip and we're back for the breakdown so we're going to start this one off with a choir singing and a frenetically edited series of random shots of the outside of a church and i do mean random like part of the west wall yeah uh music <laughs> note by the way oh nice they got a real choir yeah yeah <laughs> The first thing I have in my notes here is, wow, when it comes to Jesus music, I've learned to appreciate gospel choirs. That's how much my life (laughs) sucks. Like, at least it's not
2: country yet. And the choir, they look like a perfect ethnic pie chart. (laughs) It's it's uncanny. It's like 31 white people and 8.3 Latinos and 7.5 black people and a Tannish guy who claims to be 164th Cherokee, but... He's lying.
1: The, the, the instruction was very clearly, everyone line up alphabetically by race. Yeah. I, so bizarre. But it's a church, so everyone was used to it. They were like, we know. And speaking of, okay, so we meet our, our hero here, who I have as elderly Mr. Bean the first time he appears. Um, and we, this is it's such sloppy exposition. The first thing he does is pick up a picture of his dead wife that he misses. so he's got a dead wife we're gonna establish that about 31 times so this is a deep cut and it's a real problem for me but this is the only thing i
0: have in my notes over and over again the main character of this movie looks exactly the fuck like peter bogosian Okay. Oh, God, he does. He looks to the point where I, like, Google imaged Peter Boghossian again, and I was like, oh, my God, Peter Boghossian was in a Christian movie. Like, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? He's not for creating atheists. I, I can't tweet at him. I can't tweet and be like, hey, man, do you ever do any acting? So I just, like, panicked in my head until <laughs> eventually they had slightly different face shapes enough. But throughout this, I'm just, like, alternate universe- peter bogosian that is all that i can see i kept expecting him to talk about street epistemology it was very upsetting very very upsetting
1: i also was upset that he didn't talk about street epistemology would have made a much better movie um, yeah it, like honestly all my notes at the beginning are just like the editing is making me dizzy i've never hated editing so quickly did they only have four seconds of consecutive usable footage at any one time yeah <sighs> Uh, Also, again, we've
0: seen this scene so many times where the pastor comes out and he's like, hey, everybody, just so you know, I'm moving to Black-Sylvania. And so I get bored during these scenes at this point. So I played a little game called what they could use this space for that isn't a church but would still be better. Uh, (laughs) And for this scene, I decided cafeteria for kids with peanut allergies.
1: (laughs) Hey, there (laughs) you (laughs) go. They can have their own separate cafeteria. Well done. Also, okay, so the one important thing we got in this in this frenetic series of Sunday morning service shots is that there is a smiley blonde girl in the audience, and she's smiling. Yeah, it, and she's next.
2: It's it's really weird. She's this is, We're going to find out it's her sister that she's next to, um, and they're the two contrasting girls from Threesome Porn. In right. The front row.
3: That's what yes. It, yes.
2: You got smiley blonde girl, and you got Latina Alanis Morissette, and... <laughs> They're, they're going to be two of the main characters, mm. pastor's daughters.
0: Also, there's this terrible moment here. He gets up, and uh, it's just maybe it's just me because I've MC'd before, but the guy, everyone applauds for the choir, and then they stop applauding, and then he comes out and he goes, "How about a round of applause for the choir?" And everyone's like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" And I was just like, "Dude, you got to keep it going." For Rolling the applause, going. yeah, come Rolling on, dude. applause, amateur, fuck. <laughs> And this is definitely a thing with Christian movies is he goes, now, Charlie probably would have rather Facebooked or emailed me. Huh? Get it? We're hip. Hip hop pose. Like he puts his hat on. (laughs) And he goes, "Uh, anyways, after that shenanigans, dear Noah, sorry about your dead wife. It's the weirdest (laughs) tonal shift you could possibly imagine. (laughs) Right?
2: (laughs) A very, very strange letter that he reads. Yeah. Um. You know, I'd like to name some important pieces of information. Your wife is dead. (laughs) That's one. Uh, Another conflict is that my inner city church needs a new pastor. Those are the premises of this movie. Love Charlie. That's That's basically what
1: we got. And I do want to point out that, yes, the main character's name is Noah. That bothered the fuck out of me throughout. So yeah, Charlie's church is having trouble and they need a pastor, and since he's a pastor, he's gonna do it. And I love to, because he says of Charlie at this point, he's like you know, I met Charlie when he was just a boy. He could have done anything after college. But instead. Yeah, instead of doing next- anything, <laughs> he started a missionary. And and that's what's so fucking funny is they don't seem to recognize how much they have just admitted the worthlessness of their endeavor by saying, yeah, he could have done something meaningful. But no. But no. no. He's Also, he calls him bright. And
0: I just want to throw out there. Bright is a code that racist white people use for black people and children. I've never called an adult bright, right? If a kid goes, two plus two is four, I go, man, that kid's bright. And if a black person says something on the news and your grandma wants to say that she agreed with it, she calls him bright. Those are the two uses of the word bright.
1: (laughs) yeah, yeah.
2: He's very eloquent. Right.
1: Yeah. He speaks so well. Yeah. Bright boy, as Calvin Candy would say. (laughs) Polite. And also, this is because this movie starts off with this very prolonged choir thing, and then this very prolonged sermon. And I wrote like, "Holy fuck, this movie is as boring as being religious." So yeah, so Noah's going to go to Charlie's shitty church, and little Smiley blonde girl is super pleased by this, as she will be by everything else in this movie. All things, and her other daughter, the
0: Latina girl, is. Uh, understandably surprised and horrified that her dad is like, Hey, everybody, I got a note from my old friend, Charlie, so I'm going to move.
1: Surpri- happy birthday. Yeah, the voices in my head told me... so. They're about to have dinner, and this is a bizarre scene, because they're about to have dinner, and the the, the blonde girl says, hey, should I go get my sister? And the dad's like, nah, fuck it, let's eat while the food's still warm.
0: Nah, don't do it. She's a different race than the rest of the family. We're humans, (laughs) and she's
1: half Doug Henning and half giraffe, so... (laughs) Yeah, so they start to say their their grace or whatever, and the sister shows up mid-prayer, like a Satanist would. Right, and he, like, turns
0: Grace into a little side eye thing and he's like, Oh, and P S, give us grace to put up with people who are late for fucking dinner. <laughs> and,
2: man and, and we also get reinforced that the mom's dead. It's like, and give us Grace, your dead mom's
0: name.
3: Yes. Yeah. there, she's how- dead.
0: This is how inane and stupid the dialogue of the younger sister is like what this scene is supposed to establish is like young sisters happy to go big sisters unhappy to go. And the way they express this is the younger sister goes do you think there will be a pool we could dig one if there's not that's a hole that's not a fucking (laughs) pool you idiot that's a wet hole.
1: Yeah, just a little we girl just...
0: dressed as a construction worker giving directions to a cement truck. <laughs> <laughs> All right, laying a foundation. I told you, I fucking meant it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I also love this too because uh, uh, the, the, uh, Alexa, the older daughter, says, well, you know, the, the, the dad's like, oh, it'll be a great adventure. It'll be a lot of fun. And Alexa goes, well, maybe you could have asked if I wanted to go on a stupid adventure. To which the little sister says... That's a bad word to which all of us wrote in our notes, which one? <laughs> right. Which of those words are you objecting to? We
0: all swear so much that none of us recognize that some people think stupid is a bad word.
1: Oh, is that, was it stupid? Is that what you think it, was? it was stupid? Oh, okay. I, right. No,
0: I literally had no idea.
2: It must well, have, It had to be stupid. I think this little sister is secretly protesting the movie by being impossibly stupid throughout. <laughs> I think I think it's like a subtle,
1: veiled protest. Well, she already signed the contract, but right. yeah, no, She's I get doing it. the she... Patton Oswalt thing
0: of holding perfectly still when he wasn't talking on King of Queens. I get it. <laughs> <laughs> Watch for that. Patton didn't want to be on the show anymore, so he held perfectly still whenever he wasn't speaking in group scenes. It's fucking phenomenal. <laughs> When
1: it's on tnt <laughs> so so and now we have to get them like packing and i this movie is so a b c d no 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 no, no. we're gonna do e before we get the f so much so that during this scene where they're like loading up to leave and by the way they're moving with like whatever six suitcases worth of shit um but as they're loading up to leave we have to watch the neighbors show up to give them some baked goods for the road Guys, this is going to pay off. Remember the neighbors.
0: This pays off in a huge fucking way. Lock it in. You got a post-it note nearby? You probably listen to this on your phone, right? Open a new note. The neighbors
1: pay off. Write it down. It's going to be hard to follow. You seen Memento? This movie is the Memento of Christian movies. Holy shit. And also, look, this scene could not more be framed like a home movie. You know, this was definitely the director said, no, no, no. You know, I'm going to try from across the street. Do it again. Do it again. Um so yeah everybody waves them off the music note here I have is I'm significantly more likely to let you fuck me if you listen to me sing. Uh my music <laughs> note here is uh music to cheat on your husband with your
0: capoeira instructor too.
1: <laughs> I also love it just to reinforce and we will do this over and over again how mentally deficient the younger daughter is. They're driving into the city, right? They're moving to urbanville. They never tell you what city it is. But, you know, anyway, there are black people there. That's how we know it's a city. And the younger daughter says, why are there no trees? Like, She's never seen a movie with a city in it? Well, but the older daughter goes,
0: because trees only exist where life is, and black people kill trees. And, and the dad turns around and is like, Alexa. And I wanted her to be like, what? It's a white genocide, dad. W plus O equals O, oh, dad.
1: I'm going to tweet at you from my four accounts.
2: What does that equation mean? So Sounds racist.
1: So we get to the, uh, we we get our little wrong side of the tracks montage (laughs) um, as they're arriving in their new home. And this is the first time we see this son of a bitch park. Oh,
2: head on park. This this is what happens to a society when people head on park. (laughs) It's fucking pandemonium. He's like three car lengths away at the front of the car, like four at the back. (laughs) (laughs) Awful.
0: You wouldn't last a day in my town. Great. He wasn't even up on the curb. I don't get what you guys are talking about. I hate it so much. I hate you. I hate him.
1: <laughs> that bothered me so much more than I thought it would. Uh but they do that like three or four times in the movie. They show him parking and it's like, "No."
2: There should be a trigger no. warning at the beginning of the scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they show up and and th- they're now at the mission. Um and they do this thing. Okay, so this is where we're going to meet Charlie. And Charlie is doing the stupid movie-only thing where, like, people walk up and you hear footsteps, so you deliver a monologue to those footsteps without seeing who belongs to them. Oh, I do this. Um, I've been mugged several times because of it, but I just
0: listen, if you're not here with a blowjob and a back rub, I'm not the guy you're looking for. Oh, hey, Mom. Sorry, I just I
3: just
0: so I don't turn around and react to noise. <laughs> like a person or a dog, so, and then your mom mugged you. Is that happening? That's
2: okay.
3: Oh, Interesting.
1: Shit. With a so, butterfly knife. <laughs> <laughs> That's what this movie needed was more butterfly knives. Anyway, so yeah, and and also okay, so this is where like I guess they haven't Charlie hasn't seen them since they were kids or whatever. He turns immediately to the older daughter and he goes like. Wow, Alexa, last time I saw you I had to feel guilty about wanting to fuck you, but no, it's okay now. It's okay. Glad to <laughs> glad to see it. And this guy, like if you told me that they had to like inflate this fucking actor before each scene, I would not have been surprised. The acting of this guy is so it's like watching a balloon sort of try to get out a window but not quite make it every time he's on screen. You're talking about Charlie. Yeah. Right? Yeah.
2: He he's not comfortable with the location of any of his body parts <laughs> throughout this movie he has a lot of trouble. he keeps moving around like he's like naked at school in a nightmare
3: and he doesn't know what to do
2: or anything goes and he talks like he's got a dead body buried under floorboards like underground <laughs> I- post or yeah it's really weird I
0: kept waiting for that to pay off. I kept waiting for, like, another character to be clumsy or something like that. And I got, like, ten minutes away for the end of this movie, and I turned to my wife, and I was like, it's weird. Like, what? how do you think this is going to pay off? And she was like, oh, he just can't act. And I was like, no. Like, they just (laughs) kept all the takes? And she was like, yeah, no, they just kept all the takes. And I was like, (gasps) no. And she was like, why are you surprised? (laughs) This is episode 72.
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, he was painfully bad. And then, okay, and this is a pretty weird scene, right? So he takes him inside to see the place where they're going to be moved. They're going to be living at this mission or whatever. And you know, we've seen this in, not just in Christian movies, but in, in, in movies in general, a number of times where the families move into the really bad, slummy place or whatever. But the house they go into is goddamn gorgeous and huge, huge, Isn't, yeah full like expensive
2: antique furniture. Everything's
1: like polished wood. It's, it's, it's just an absolutely gorgeous location. And it's just like, aren't they supposed to be going to the, to the slums? And right. Weird detail on this house. It has crosses.
2: Everywhere, like carved into everything, mm-hmm. like like Cobra Commander would have cobras. <laughs>
1: right, yeah, they exactly. have crosses everywhere. It's really, yeah, a la Scorpion Man or something. Right. Yeah,
0: exactly. And he, and he looks around and he's like, uh, oh, you've done a pretty good job of cl- keeping
1: this mansion up." And I'm like, "Yeah, man, he's done a really <laughs> right. fucking good job." Yeah. <laughs> well, also, I love this too because this is the weirdest non-answer to a question that wasn't apologist related um that i think we've ever gotten because because uh, noah turns to charlie and he goes so how does the mission work and charlie looks at him as though he would just been asked how a screwdriver works right he's like uh you know we we ask people for stuff and and they give it sometimes <laughs> they say yes and uh, give that to other people what, do you, what i don't get and, the question and i have a mansion yeah right, that, right, i have
2: right. a mansion how do All you, you I
0: think the mission
2: works <laughs> <laughs> We'll but, write it down. We'll both write down our answers quick. And, we'll
1: and this was kind of terrifying to me too. He says, you know, we used to have a pastor that preached every other Sunday, but he's gone on to his great reward. Well,
0: here's the crazy <laughs> thing. And he goes, Oh, I'm sorry to hear that. And he goes, Nah, he moved to Vegas. <laughs> like, what a weird way to introduce that your pastor moved away. Like that yeah. would be a strange people were like, Oh, whatever happened to oh, oh, he's dead. Really? No, no, I'm just kidding. He's fucking I lied to you. I pretended a human was gone, but he's not. He's fine. He's just not here anymore. I'll pretend you're dead if you leave. That's what I'm telling you.
1: Really Everyone I can't see is dead to me. Well, and also, apparently they had no fucking clue how to end this scene because the the younger daughter, Brianna, we find out her name is eventually, um, is upstairs and we hear her scream. Which I thought, hey, this movie's taking a great turn. There was like a, a a crack addict up there in the room or whatever. But no, she saw a spider and now Noah has to go kill the spider. And they seem to be convinced that there was comedy somehow involved in that.
0: Yeah, I wrote in my notes, ooh, Brianna got taken. He's going to, I have a very specific <laughs> set of skills. If anyone there wants me to lie to them about a very <laughs> old, badly translated <laughs> book.
1: Uh-huh. Give my daughter back? no all right right, i'll go back to praying um so yeah so now it's time for service at the mission and it's so almost empty guys that's why they kept showing us those frenetic shots of the crowd at his last church so we could contrast it and understand when there's only seven people sitting in the pews it's bad yeah i I wrote in my
0: notes scattered applause the movie <laughs> also, if you want to play along, uh, my use for this giant room that wasn't a church but was still better, uh, yoga studio.
1: Oh, there nice. You yoga you studio. Learn one. to resonate with the universe.
0: And, uh, yeah, so Brianna is
2: in the front row. This is the younger daughter. So you mm-hmm. remember we were talking about how she's just has ridiculous things to say and expressions? Here she's just smiling like an idiot at everything. Like an old lady watching her cat get married. She's just like (laughs) nodding and crazy smiling at everything that's said.
1: That could describe her smile constantly. Man, you shouldn't use
0: pets getting married as an example of something crazy, though. You should use something silly (laughs) so people will understand. Because when pets get married, especially if they're (laughs) pugs, it's important that people know that they're
3: married.
1: (laughs) And also, okay, so... I had already written the bit about how segregated the choir seemed in the, at the beginning of this movie. They had like, you know, it was sort of a rainbow of skin hues moving from left to right or whatever. So when we see these, the shots of the pew and they, I mean, obviously they had to know they were doing this. The two, the daughters, the two non-black people in the room are sitting way on one side of the pews and all the black people are sitting in the rear pew on the other side. Yep. Like a fucking bus in Alabama in 1950. And they are reacting to the church uh
0: blackily while all the <laughs> white people are not, which is fucking insane, right? Because he's like, thank you all so much for coming, and the white people are politely nodding, but these two black ladies are like... Nah! And they're ready to escort him down the yellow brick road it's incredibly uncomfortable because <laughs> there's two of them in the fucking room and you can see all the white actors being like mm, are we supposed to <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: yeah yeah and oh my god boy do they double down on this after the sermon like he walks over to the two old black ladies and like he's like boy you guys sure are a lot of fun uh, anybody want? Uh, have you ever have you ever uh, hummed on some white balls? Yeah, for real. I I said
0: I like where this is going. A little reverse Oreo action going on because seriously, the first thing she says is she goes, <laughs> "I hear you're single. My sister needs a husband." So like, seriously, you into dark meat? What's the deal, Reverend? Let's get <laughs> <Yeah>. this going
1: <laughs> right away. And also, they they sell it to you like that's where they're going for quite a while. So she she like grabs him by the hand and she says, "Pastor, I need you to help me with something." It's my... He leans in really close, and she goes, grandson. And I'm like, damn. Damn. It definitely felt like prostate massage. Yeah, She definitely did the little finger thing. Creepy. No. You need a release. But yeah, no, what she really needs is an old white man to go save her gangster son from the streets, or her grandson anyway, whose name is Toby. (laughs) I liked it better when they were
0: named T-Unit and crusher (laughs) murder face
2: i really hope this actor started an argument with the writers about getting a different name like just to force them to say it
1: (laughs) my name is all right so yeah so the pastor heads off to find toby and we know that because that's what they were talking about at the end of the last scene Oh my fucking God, this movie, whatever they're talking about at the end of the last scene is what we're going to get in the next scene. Yeah, exactly. This is like
0: 24, but somehow more boring than the first two episodes of the season. You know the first two episodes of 24, they're always like, oh, look, we're doing time. Watch Kiefer Sutherland have coffee. It's like that, but it's the the terrorists never come.
1: Yeah, right, right, exactly. It's like 24 if nothing happened. You're the one getting tortured. Right. (laughs) So, uh, also, okay, so he he shows up to find Toby, who's hanging out with a bunch of hoodlums on a porch, and they're gambling. What are they playing? Uh, it's, <laughs> it's supposed to be cards. You see cards
2: there right away. Cards. They're playing high-card wins. That's what the guy that's says. That's really, literally what they said. That's, I mean, that's stupid. High-card wins is a dumb game. But it's also not even what they're doing. If they were playing no. high-card wins in reality, they wouldn't just be – passing around cards and dollars with no
0: system to it. They're just like throwing stuff at each other. It makes no sense. And he tells everyone to ante up. So this is an anteing system of high card wins. Also, there would be a deck, not just the four cards we see. (laughs) At one point, one of the gentlemen will grab one of them and offer it to him like, hey man, do you want to see how high you can get your card? We don't know how gambling
3: works.
1: Well, it's like watching Muslims put together an alcohol montage. Yeah, they might as well have been gambling to I spy with my little eye or the shit game. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say Simon Says. Pay up, bitch. Everybody every name a letter. Alphabetical order wins. <laughs> M, X, R, A. Fuck! Fuck!
2: I sh- knew I should have said He always does a. a. We always
0: lose. Alright, now you can only say A once out of every three right, times. you can't but, always do A. Fine. <laughs> but, if you, but if someone else says A, you can say a number.
1: You can say blank. <laughs> So, yeah, so they're all hanging out gambling and hoodlumming and whatnot, and an elderly white man shows up, and they're like, are you a cop? And he goes, no, and they're like, okay, well, then there's really no normal reason for you to be here, is there? Yes, and (laughs) I need to point out something
0: very, very important. The extras, every time this sort of black gang shows up. Are the single greatest comedic performance of (laughs) this or any century? I can't. You have to watch it again. It's not a good movie. It's not worth watching. But it's on Netflix. Get on Netflix. Scroll through because the extras very clearly thought slow motion hip hop dance was the way to do. But they're just like in the back, (laughs) like uh and uh and uh uh. uh." They strike a series of poses
1: (laughs) and are always doing some weird. Hey, Macarena, yeah, man. Well. But you know that's because the director was standing in the back, going, "Stand, blacker, blacker." <laughs> you not. On. Don't you guys cross your arms or something? Shouldn't your jeans be backwards,
2: like crisscross? No, <laughs> we're not doing that. Absolutely not. <laughs>
0: Also, there's this weird moment where he goes, "Well, then get out of here," and the pastor like walks away and pauses, and we all have some version of go back and challenge him to a dance off because that's what I thought he was going to be like. All right, guys, tell you what, I'm
3: here
1: to and I meant to say, and every time, shit. Well, okay, so here's the thing: is that I had not let, yet learned the rules of this movie, so I honestly thought he was about to like win their affection by showing him how. Awful Awesome he wasn't high card. Like, <laughs> I thought he was going to be like, I'm going to have to fuck these kids up at high card and, 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 and show them what's what. But uh, no, because that would require something happening. No. So mm-hmm. he just walks away. And then, and now we're going to go back to that Bri- uh, in, in just a second. But first, we have to, like, cut back to the daughters uh, who are, like, you know, so that we can once more reinforce that older daughter Alexa is not too happy about this move and retarded daughter Brianna is smiling about it. Yeah,
0: an older daughter seems to be wearing like a maternity dress in this scene. That's yeah. <laughs> she's supposed to be unpacking but she's wearing this weird wrap shawl thing and her sister comes in and she's like, "I help you unpack, human." I mean, we are both humans. <laughs> humans refer to each other in this way all the time. <laughs> Smile shows you I chose no time to bite. <laughs>
1: So, yeah, so we, we get a little bit of that conflict. It's very important that we reestablish that. And then we cut back to Toby, who's now leaving the big high-card tournament, and apparently the pastor has just been sitting in his car waiting for Toby to leave mm-hmm. so he can pick him off one at a time. Toby goes, hey, man, are you stalking me? And I'm like, yes, that is exactly what is happening right here.
2: No. Well, what's the xylophone for? Why are you doing Okay, yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, and see, what's so funny here is like the intended audience for this movie sees a dedicated pastor, but I see a cult member trying unsuccessfully to get out. And I just see a full grown man waiting for a teenage boy to be separated from his friends.
0: And I have tips for him. That's what I'm saying. I have some advice. And there's this, it's just a tiny moment, but he goes back to his car, he can't get Toby, he goes back to his car and he's got a flat tire, right? And he looks up and he goes, you're testing me, huh? But I honestly thought that he was doing like a, oh, you, to God, (laughs) it's just a really weird pseudo comedic moment.
1: Yeah, so dad comes home to sad Mexican guitar and swelling strings. Yeah, my music note here
0: was, some Mexican guys just got on the subway at 125th, and they're going to be here until 59th, so I got to turn off my (laughs) podcast and smile because I don't carry cash because I'm not a fucking drug dealer. (laughs) Mm, That's very nice. It sounds so different from your other
1: songs. (laughs) So different. But, of course, this scene has to be interrupted because Charlie needs help putting tools near the metal box downstairs. So, yeah, so and and of course so they get down there and this is this is the big Taco Tuesday moment. But it opens with Noah saying to Charlie like, "Man, how have you survived so long around so many non-whites?" Because again, like they keep like, "Oh, this is a really bad neighborhood. This is a really bad neighborhood throughout this movie." But like Indoors and out, this place is gorgeous. The only thing that makes it a a bad neighborhood, quote unquote, is the fact that there's so many non-white people around. Absolutely. And they never, except for one
0: character, which isn't in this specific neighborhood, no one ever indicates that they're like anything but fine. Yeah, like they just keep looking at people like every time a black person walks into their church, they're like, Oh God, take it all! Take it all <laughs> <laughs> No nah, man, I'm just here to go to church. Oh yeah, no, church, this is this church is for you too. So well spoken and bright.
3: So bright.
0: <laughs> and uh this is where we learn
2: how Charlie runs the show here or or whatever. He he's fixing the thing. Yeah, he's just like waving tools vaguely in the area of <laughs> no, a metal right. box. And um, he explains that my business degree helps keep the place afloat. Yeah, it, what? That that's not how diplomas work. They have no cash value.
1: <laughs> Coupons
2: are worth more than diplomas.
1: <laughs> what? Well, and then and this is supposed to be apparently this is supposed to be a big moment, like where he shows his 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 stuff as a preacher. Because he goes like, hmm, you know, it'd be a good idea is having like a like a Tuesday dinner and Charlie's like, Oh my fucking God, man. Holy shit. That blew my mind. Tuesday (laughs) dinner.
0: My God, I've been telling people if I see them here on Tuesday, I'll kill them. I don't (laughs) know if you noticed when you first walked in, but I just was delivering monologues without looking at people. (laughs) So yeah, that sounds way better than just continuing to stare into the front trunk of a car. (laughs) Is that what that's called? A front trunk. (laughs) I call it a front trunk. Also, tiny comedic note about this scene they're doing like a banter back and forth at the end of it and he goes alright well if I'm gonna cook then you're gonna clean and the pastor's like no you clean you Yeah, I mean, clean. you're the Hispanic fuck you <laughs> <laughs> also uh, fun thing here because Brianna does chime in with I'm happy wherever we are Uh, this is where in the movie you can start shouting shut the fuck up Brianna and it works <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to play along. I know some people watch the movies. Uh, all of Brianna's lines work with, shut the fuck up, Brianna.
1: Yeah. <laughs> she smiles back like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, right. No, I just, I had in my notes. Somebody needs to slap Brianna with a black man's cock and I'm volunteering to do it. I just need a black <laughs> man to help. So, and, and of course, they're getting ready for Taco Tuesday or whatever at this point. And, and there's an incredible moment in this scene
0: where Carlos uh, comes in because he's just dropped all the taco shells and he goes i guess tonight it's taco salad that's okay because mexican food is all the same ingredients and i wrote in my notes that's his one
1: it's, well if it wasn't so fucking true maybe but yeah that's well we don't get good. one
0: if it's true well then this show is
1: about <laughs> to change <laughs> strap in everybody so, yeah, and then, of course, the pastor goes, like, well, I guess I should let everyone in because nothing can be implied in this fucking movie. They can't just suddenly have people start showing up. We have to watch him go over and open the door to let the enormous crowd of people that are there for Taco Tuesday uh in one at a time. And were they just waiting outside? Was yep. there a bouncer
0: out there? Were there some, like, <laughs> less attractive homeless people that got sent to the back of the line? <laughs> Nah, man, private party. Oh, come on, dude. I just saw you let, like, six girls in. Private party. Yeah,
1: (laughs) Why'd I wear a suit? (laughs) And also, they do this a number of times in this movie. Um, So I just want to point this one out. And I think this is, like, the second time they do it. But Charlie turns to, uh, to Noah and he goes... Wow, I don't know if we've got enough food. Maybe you could pray to God to multiply the food. And they have this little tee That doesn't happen in real life, except in our book, which is totally not laughable, where it totally really happened. But over and over again, they joke around like, yeah, maybe God could help tee-hee-hee. <laughs> we know that ain't going to happen. Right. No. But then
0: Grandma Ida walks in with mac and cheese, which, again, super – and it is – a super racist moment that is very tonally weird. She walks
1: in and she's like, now y'all can't be eating without Grandma Ida's mac and cheese. Yeah, no, my note here is like, at least it wasn't collard greens and welfare checks. That's really the only step they could have taken that would have made that scene more uncomfortable for me. Now I really want nachos and mac and cheese and, <laughs> and collard greens
2: and
0: welfare checks. Weirdly enough, that's always in Heath's notes when we do these <laughs> movies. It's just this is the first time that's made sense.
1: Yeah, <laughs> Normally, <laughs> we have hey, Heath, cut you it got out, to say but... it. You got to say it. <laughs> so, okay, so now we cu- – and this – I had a little trouble. Maybe there was a problem with the editing, but I had a little trouble with this because then we cut to everybody in the pews eating soup. So I assume that this is like another day and now they're having soup, but no – Apparently the meal was we're all going to have taco salad in this room and then we're going to move into this other room and have soup because apparently this is the same day still. Right, and now it's not taco cuz Taco
0: Tuesday when it was proposed was like, "Hey, this is how people will find out about the church." But now it's got sort of a homeless people soup kitchen vibe. Yeah. And so I'm like, "What's the vibe? Is it for poor people? Is it for humans? What wh- who is it? <laughs> There's a
1: difference." <laughs> <laughs> so and then of course this is where we have to like uh we have to reinforce the Grandma Ida story or whatever. So uh the pastor Noah walks up to Grandma Ida and she's sitting with this little kid and and he has to get rid of the little kid so he's like, "Hey Dwayne, you're about my daughter's age. You want to go tap some white ass?" She's right over that there.
0: You, that's what he said. He's like, "Hey, looks like my daughter's ready for some cake You get where I'm going? You picking up what I'm laying down, Dwayne? Go get some. Go on. Get out of there. <laughs> <laughs> go get yourself some racist tweets
2: <laughs> and he's like can i grandma can i <laughs> yeah go ahead and fuck his mentally disabled daughter and have some cake yeah
3: good
1: believe me she'll smile throughout um and of course they have this little episode where he like he, he turns to grandma ida and he's like grandma ida you seem busy are you gonna die and she's like yeah but not until act three it'll be fine it'll be right fine. she's dying of plot uh, exactly inflammation <laughs> of the plot got
2: inoperable dizzy thing a doctor <laughs> told her apparently
0: and and this is where we clumsily resolve the fact that the daughters are two different races she goes so i heard that your daughter is adopted and i'm like from who was that right. where? carlo walking around hey make sure you have some uh you know some soup. Also, by the way, not his real daughter. Just uh, just found that one. And uh, the cake is over there on that table. I wrote in my notes, oh, that's why she's a different race and so ungrateful.
1: What? Well, yeah, because he's like, oh, yeah, we found her in one of them shithole Hispanic countries, so, and she was in an orphanage, you know, and boy, uh, and this, this line bothered me so much. He goes, you know, a girl in that situation can easily go down the wrong path yeah. and what he means is get raped and sold into sex slavery but like that's not her going down a path well, right not her fault it's like yeah. oh, she, she could be led into kidnap <laughs>
3: exactly
0: And again, Ida's reaction there is not like, oh, that's a weird thing to say about your adopted daughter. It's She's just like, "Mm, you did such a good job. And I will say because like I'm from an adoptive family. My baby sister's adopted. And that is – it's not just a movie trope, but it's a weird people trope thing is that we'll talk about my little sister and people will be like, you are so wonderful. You saved her. And I'm just like, that's a strange thing to say. (laughs) Your reaction is upsetting.
1: Yeah, exactly. Exactly, exactly. You were thinking about my little sister being sold into sex slavery. I don't know if you were enjoying it, but you were definitely thinking about it, so fuck you. Do you know what it was like for her before? No, I don't, man. What are you doing? Cut it out. And, of course, he has to show up and remind all of these poor people eating all of their food that, uh, you know, this isn't just a handout. You also have to Jesus. So he comes up to the stage and says, hey, remember, guys, get your bellies fed on Tuesdays, but get your souls fed on Sundays.
0: Right, which I felt like was a vague threat for like, oh, well, you know, not enough people show up on Sunday. Maybe we'll have to stop doing this free food on Tuesdays. Homeless people <laughs> really need it. Hate <laughs> right. for us to all run out of taco salad because nobody comes on Sundays, and you could just see because they all like applaud for the free food, and then he's like, and we've got church on Sunday, and they're like, ah, uh-huh. ah, uh-huh.
3: Oh,
1: Sundays aren't good
0: because fo- <laughs>
1: football. So yeah, so no, okay, so we cut to the following day, and I guess we're all getting sick and tired of the Alexa having this monochromatic I'm pissed attitude. Uh, so we have to resolve that in the script. And the way we do that is the dad shows up and says, hey, you should hang up Christmas lights all day. What a lucky girl. Right. Yeah, Right. But he's guilting the shit out oh, of her. Yes. He's saying, hang up the Christmas decorations, you
2: know, like you used to do with dead mom and little sister, dead mom, hang them up, be guilty. And yeah, so she has to
1: yeah, right. Like, it basically, his pitch here is like, if your dead mom was around, she would want you hanging up these Christmas decorations, wouldn't she? Daughter who's still alive. Right. Exactly. And by the way, the music note here, like, once she decides
0: to do it, is weird, like, sexy Egyptian lady is going to do a dance for you. Yeah, it is but- not like a inspiring. Like, it's not like, do-do-do-do. Like, inspiring. It's just like, boing, dunk boing, bang bang boing. boing, 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 boing. <laughs> it's a fucking weird sound choice. It threw me off. A tremendous amount.
1: Yeah, there were several times when the soundtrack was saying, "There's a killer right around that corner," but the movie wasn't <laughs> a killer kangaroo, <laughs> right? Hellbound kangaroo. Call Hellbound back to kangaroo. episode one. Call back to episode one. Exactly. <laughs> so okay, so like Noah and Charlie have to go fix a pipe, which is, I'm sure, a euphemism for smoke some crack. Uh And and I guess the daughters are gonna hang up the Christmas decorations but again because this movie is so clumsily edited we get them arriving like they're coming back from fixing the pipe but you would think they were arriving to fix the pipe but no, they're coming back so we can see how good a job Alexa did putting up all these Christmas decorations. Right.
0: And the intro line there is, I think you let that pipe burst all over that woman on purpose. And they're like, oh, well, any way to get a baptism, right? And it's just like, wait, you let a, a sewage pipe burst all over? a wo-? Like, they, we <laughs> never addressed that. I wanted a flash cut to some woman just soaked in urine and shit being like, well, I'm not going to that fucking church. <laughs>
1: Gross. <laughs> well, I honestly expected the reply line to be, you know, like like oh, you. I think you let that pipe burst all over that woman on purpose. And he says, "Well, you know, I figured the god awful movie guys would need some splooge jokes." So, <laughs> yeah. So, so they walk in, and and apparently Alexa, you know, whatever, hanging up Christmas decorations is the cure for neglectful parenting because now she's happy, and her and Brianna love each other again uh and Brianna gets to put the star on the top of the tree cuz she's so special. Wait, and she is terrible at this,
0: right? She is. Can, we, can we talk about the fact that like this is a movie and they had more than one shot and Brianna's just like, I oh, don't no, no. <laughs> you know. No. Yes. For a solid 3 minutes of screen time, you just watch someone be like, "Eh, eh. does it go in the front? How about the, the I, I'll put it on me and then you lower me onto the tree." It's just fucking nuts.
3: <laughs>
1: So then we cut to Charlie and Noah uh, crossing bill problems off of our Christian movie bingo card, talking once more about how the mission's not doing too well. Now, I want to point out that generally in a movie where we focus constantly on how the bills aren't getting paid and we're in financial trouble now, at some point in the movie, like, something happens so that won't be a problem anymore. That will not happen in this film. No, the people who wrote this movie forgot about this scene.
2: (laughs) I (laughs) guess. makes no sense it starts first of all charlie pulls a coffee pot out of like nowhere out of the invisible (laughs) void it makes no sense and he's got a coffee pot whatever it doesn't matter and then they start talking about yeah like the but he says maybe we can move something around in the budget now what budget yeah their their income is stuff they give away there's no business model you can't that's not how whatever
1: yeah yeah exactly so and now and then all of a sudden uh, uh toby shows up Because grandma needs his help. She's dying of we couldn't make it till act three. It's hard to tell. He
2: runs in like Lassie and you can't really understand what he's saying.
1: (laughs) His grandma, Ida, down a well, boy. Yeah, no, but he says, have you called 911? To which Toby says, she doesn't want a doctor. She wants anything else that's terrifying.
3: (laughs) It doesn't matter how that sentence
1: ends.
0: Right, And the preacher's just like, yeah, no, that makes sense. To the dying mobile.
1: Again, let's emphasize grandma in this movie. Good guy in this movie chooses pastor over medicine. All the other good guys endorse that decision. And we're going to double down on that in this next scene where he walks in and she's just like sitting
0: in bed. And he's like, you need a doctor. And she goes, no, I don't need a doctor. I want to die now.
1: She does. She says, like, I don't want a bunch of machines and tubes. I want to go right to heaven. Again, if there was nothing wrong with Christianity except this, it would be enough.
0: Right. She explains <laughs> the left side. This is her words, not mine. The <laughs> left side of my body don't work the same anymore. <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. I feel like we should get that check. Also, she's not, like, suffering and screaming. She's just like, meh, I could die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wanted him to be like, yeah, that sounds familiar, the
2: left side thing. But, you know, you people have different strokes than we do. I'm going to call an ambulance to figure <laughs> it out. Strokes. He's like, no, no ambulance, ready to die.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, but of course he has to pray with her while she dies the... Slightly droopy death. But first, she says, Hey, can you take care of Toby and Dwayne while I'm gone? And he's like, Yeah, we'll just have a whole like miscegenated Brady bunch over at my place. Now let me pray with you as you slowly droop over to death. Right. And literally, she is speaking totally normally
0: and she looks (laughs) totally fine. And then as he prays, she dies. And I wrote in my notes, Oh fuck, he can kill people by praying for him. Where's that movie? (laughs) Like a superhero who just happens to kill everyone he prays for running around town. Don't make me do it, man. (laughs) <laughs> Though I walk through the
1: shadow. Uh, you're safe now. Crazy billionaire money. <laughs> so, uh, so so, now she's dead, and he has to go out on the porch to tell everybody she's dead. And, of course, because these filmmakers seem to think that there is no mental difference between 2 and 13, the younger brother, Dwayne, has to say, how come everybody's crying? To which the pastor says, well, your grandma's in no pain anymore. To which Dwayne says, you mean you cured her? Right. And he's like, no, man,
0: she's dead. And he's like, you mean like nobody buys her albums anymore? No, <laughs> she's not alive anymore. Right. So she's records ahead of time. Is that what you're saying? Okay, Dwayne, we have an issue here. <laughs> let and me- then he literally just turns to Dwayne and Toby and he's like, so you guys are my kids now no paperwork or anything because you're no. black so they just let us take you <laughs> <They're> <laughs> like a, i guess i guess we're going with the box full of kittens method of adoption so.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Get in the
1: truck, son. <laughs> oh, and it's so late like, so clumsy the way he does it they're like because the kids are like well what's gonna happen to us he's like you're gonna come and live with me and toby's like whoa wait a second no.
2: No, I am just gonna spay and nerdy new to you guys, and then we'll be all set.
1: <laughs> get you some advantage. No, it'll be good. It'll be good. So, yeah, Toby runs off because he doesn't want to go live at the mission, um, and and that's so that we can get multiple fucking scenes of Pastor Noah wandering through bad, quote unquote, read black neighborhoods, hoping to find Toby. Yeah, just and, midnight cowboying around looking for Toby. Well, and look, I mean, <laughs> as they throw this montage together, I shit you not. Occasionally he's looking up. <laughs> like, watch the montage again. He's looking at like he's looking for a human being. You think he's perched on a power line on one leg somewhere? It's fucking insane! Just watch this montage and keep in mind the entire time, he's looking for a human who would be standing in human places. Not Toby No, it's just Disney Crows. Yeah! They are not racist. I have it on good authority.
0: Also, weird, weird, again, weird music choice here. My music Who's note it? here is Toby and Eli are making sweet love on dark red sheets <laughs> because this
1: is not looking for someone. <laughs> music
0: like bam, 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 bam.
1: I had it as the if Shaft had a did you know segment, yeah. <laughs> And, oh, oh, of course, because we've seen a white person walking around in a black neighborhood for more than three minutes in this movie, someone wants to carjack him.
0: And basically the mugger runs up to him and he goes, hey, man, uh, are you a man of the cloth? And I wrote, yeah, meth head muggers very often know the term man of the cloth.
1: (laughs) Well, yeah, because that's his whole thing. He's like, you know, here's a knife. Give me your car. And he's like, you wouldn't rob a pastor, would you? What, like anyone would give a fuck. Right. And he, and then he goes like, Oh, okay. You're a pastor.
0: So what are you doing around? Like he makes fucking smoke like, <laughs> right. off. So what, what are you doing? He's like, Oh, I'm looking for Toby. And he's like, Oh, cool. Cool. And he's like, So you're going to steal my van or you're going to go let me look for Toby. And I wanted him so badly to be like, Well, I could steal your van and you can still look for Toby. It's <laughs> not an either or, <laughs> But like you uh, need
1: the car to look for Toby. <laughs> Yeah, but apparently this street thug is very impressed with how passionate he is about his flock, so elects not to stab him to death or steal his minivan. Or money. Instead, he yeah he apologizes and walks off.
0: And again, I cannot emphasize enough how little the stakes for this movie matter. Everything that gets brought up, everyone's just like, huh. And then just move. It's like a weird West and pseudo West Anderson world where everyone's just totally unaffected by everything that happens. <laughs> right. It's not because he then gets a cell phone call from his daughter. Right. And she's mm-hmm. like, dad, we need to talk about if I can go live with my aunt. And he's not like, honey, guess what? Some guy just threatened to fucking stab me. He's like, no, no, no. yeah, Let's talk about your college future.
1: Yeah. What? It's such a bizarre fucking contrast. And again, it's because nothing matters in this movie. So there can be no progression. But yeah, no, it's fucking painful. But the movie wants to make sure, yet again, that we know the pastor prizes his messages from God over the best interest of his daughter's education. Because his daughter is saying, like, if I go live with Aunt Janet, I can finish up the school I was already in, and I can continue, like, I can work for her company, make a little money. Now, it's a little weird, because she says, I can work for her over the summer and make enough money to go to college. <laughs> it's like, oh, they pay $900 an hour at her company? But <laughs> at any rate, but the dad is just like, no, no, fuck the future in college, I will what you hear, and we as audience members are supposed to go good job dad
0: right and he goes i mean look if you need help paying for college because i guess you gotta go to college i can like get a side gig somewhere i guess i saw a sign at quiznos maybe I get something there
1: So now that that important scene is over, we cut to 5.49 a.m. where the younger daughter is awoken by a sound downstairs. Turns out Jungle Love Jr. is having some early morning cereal and would like to have a pajama party with her as he does so. Yeah, and usually when I
0: watch videos like this, Andrew makes me clarify that I'm joking about watching videos (laughs) like
2: this. (laughs) So he likes joking about watching videos like
3: this.
2: But, uh, yeah, so they're, the, the, the sexual tension, though, between these characters is very palpable, you have to admit. They're having a little party, and he's like, oh, where's the bulls? And she's like, oh, they're right here in this, this cabinet in the camera frame. Here's the bull. My grandma's dead. My mom's dead. Oh, my yeah. gosh.
0: Let's fuck on this Ouija board together, yeah. <laughs> also, there's this crazy moment where she goes, well, you, when's the last time you saw her? And he goes, last Christmas. And I wanted her to be like, I gave her my heart. But the very next day, she died anyway. But no, it didn't. It, didn't. it was very much a lead into Last Christmas.
1: Yeah, yeah. No. So <laughs> then, so so that important scene is over, and now, so now we cut to the sisters out shopping together with um, a bag th- of pennies, like a bitch. Oh my oh. God, she, Brianna again, who I hate and
0: recommend shouting, "Shut the fuck up, Brianna!" Has a bag of pennies for them to go shopping together. At yeah. the local bodega. Like, it's just a bodega, but they make it like a... She's like, are you ready to go shopping? I figure they're going to do a mall
1: montage no. some <laughs> <It's> a- Nope. <laughs> just to a deli. To the corner store. <laughs> corner store, 7-Eleven. Well, okay, and this scene is so weird for so many reasons. So we, we've established that the sister wants a job, and there's a help wanted sign there. So she goes to the um, Asian lady that runs the store, and there's this weird, like no you're not tough enough you know take your clothes off let's see how how tights the ass or whatever there's this weird casting couch moment that she has with her it's very strange Azen lady wants her to snatch the cricket from her hand for a job <laughs> or like kick the shit
0: out of her she's like you get four punches if i if my knee touches the ground you can be a cashier here
1: <laughs> If you could take the green destiny sword from her in three moves. Yeah. And I just, my notes are just scrawled with, holy fuck, does this movie have pointless scenes? Ugh. We couldn't have implied that she, yeah. But again, there's nothing, the movie has nothing to say. There's nothing like more important that we were skipping out on.
0: And then Brianna tries to buy a bag of chips with pennies. And I wrote in my notes, kill her, kill her. <laughs> We've done multiple <laughs> movies about rapists at this point, And I hate Brianna the most. <laughs>
2: hope she gets run over by a head-on Parker. I hate her
1: so much. <laughs> okay, so now... Okay, so we go to this next scene, which the the point of this scene is the, the Child Protective Services lady shows up to explain that black people are not like a block box full of puppies. But before we get to that, we have one of these great, painful efforts at pre-scene dialogue. Like, you know, we're supposed to catch Alexa and Noah in the middle of a little dad-daughter dialogue, and it's just like, so... Uh, College applications are a thing. Yep, yes, they are a thing. They are. I have filled out I will fill out when
0: college time. Ding. Oh thank God. god Jesus. Oh.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I was I just threw up in my mouth. I was so terrified. <laughs> and I have to point this out, because this is just from a filmmaking perspective, this was so insane. He goes to answer the door, and it's the lady from Child Protective Services. She's here for their blacks. But for, like, a solid 45 seconds of this conversation, neither of the two characters conversing are on screen. We're just still looking at Alexa sitting in the living room as he goes to the door, and eventually they wander in. Right, two new characters, brand new characters. Yeah, exactly. And we have to talk about the Child Protective Services chick because – holy fuck is she hot. Oh, I... Okay, not
0: only is she super hot, but she is wearing the worst, most fake wig we have seen in any of these movies. (laughs) To the extent that I was like, she's going to pull off her wig and reveal that she's the dead mom. Like, that was my actual (laughs) theory. Because her (laughs) wig was so fake, I was like, why? And she also acts super suspicious. There's lots of moments where she does, like, weird side things. And I was like, okay, this is the dead mom here to reveal herself. Like, it's going (laughs) to – it comes back – into, but no it just nope. it's just a terrible wig on a very attractive lady
1: yeah so but she's there to ask about these children that he's uh, adopted by Fiat or whatever or dibs or whatever and uh, she's like okay can I see the kids and he's like yeah uh, wh- the one who I know where is sure.
0: Yeah, he literally goes, "Well, Dwayne is uh outside and Toby is I'm sorry,
2: what? Oh, uh... Outside.
1: Uh, yeah. he, I said Dwayne was outside. Dwayne's outside.
2: You're a bad listener." <laughs> <laughs> and she's very confused. She's like, "So you want to become their legal guardian?" And he's like, "Yes?" <laughs> he's like, "Okay, it's not, we're not done. You you have to like apply and do like grown up Paperwork stuff.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I mean, if you want to adopt these kids, you don't just, like, lick them so nobody else wants them. You got to, like, do a background (laughs) check. And he's like, oh, no, no, I can do that. I can totally do that. And she's like, and bring your house up to code. And he's like, oh, yeah, probably should have a house that's up to code. And I was like, (laughs) okay, I didn't know what that meant because I'd only heard of it in terms of like when you were selling your house. So I looked it up. The requirements for child protective services, like to have your house up to code or like no exposed wiring, especially if it's not a baby. Like the fact that this house is not up to code for child protective services means that there's like black mold in the ceiling. Pouring from the gutters (laughs) into the child's bed. (laughs) It just has to beat an orphanage,
2: right? Like yeah, that's exactly, the whole idea.
0: Exactly. And then when we actually see the like getting the house ready montage,
1: it's vacuuming and like poofing the pillows. She's literally straightening up pillows. Like that was part of the code. Well, you gotta have ninety degree angles on them pillows, or uh, you don't get to have the kids. Yeah. Charlie hammers one nail. Well, <laughs> now there was so, one thing that, that actually, yeah, seemed legitimate, like he was putting a handrail on the stairway. That's the kind of thing that you'd actually have to do to get a, an old house up to code. Yeah. That was the only thing that made any fucking sense at all. Um, and of course, at this same time, Noah has to go out and find Toby because in order to adopt children, you must know where they are first. And I love Charlie's like, uh, as he goes out, he's like, come on, Noah, you've been looking for Toby for like multiple montages. At what point do you give up? <laughs> right. And I'm like, at what point do you give up on a human being? I feel like the right answer is not after most of a day. Right. I feel like it's not
0: within 24 hours. This isn't the first 48. You got to <laughs> really put
1: some effort in. Well, and again, this is just the uh, the writer of this movie congratulating himself on how awesome he is by having another character say to the character that's supposed to represent him, boy, if I was you, I would have given up on that child by now. I don't have the kind of persistence of a hero like you. And we need to talk about the music during this
0: scene, right? So the music during this scene is a choir singing, <laughs> work your work through Oh, us. God. But – I don't know if this is actually the song or if they only bought a quarter of the rights or what happened, but <laughs> it's like "Work your work through us, a work your work through us." And you listen to it for about three minutes, and you're like, "All right, yeah, no montage song." But then they just keep saying the words "Work your work through us." Over and over and Man. over again. So if you watch our notes, they go from like, eh, and now this person's doing this too. Okay, that's enough of that sentence now. That's <laughs> enough now. No more of that sentence. No more. Make it stop. Stop.
1: Stop. Well, and also, isn't that just a euphemism for don't do anything? Like, if I've worked my work through someone else, I didn't do anything. Yeah. Right? I do the editing work yeah. through at Noah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I guess because we'll all grow old and die if I waited for, like, a poignant moment in the plot to take a break, I guess now is as good a time as any, so let me give Act 3 the hard sell here. Will Noah find Toby before it's too late? Will Alexa have a non-bitchy line? Does the actress that played the children's services lady have a thing for older guys? Find out the answers to these questions and more when we return for the drivelous conclusion of Christmas on Salvation Street. Now, are you girls excited for the new house?
0: Yeah, I can't wait to see it, Alexa, Would it be great if there's a pool? Maybe if there's not, we could dig one uh what yeah, you know maybe there's a pool and and if there's not, we could dig one no, together. It's no, for- no, no, no,
2: I heard you That's just a crazy, fucking stupid thing to say what do you That's a bad word. Fuck you! Now, now, honey. Well, okay. Is there a pool? Well, b- well, no. Okay. Well, it looks like me and the sexual abuse American girl doll here are gonna build one. Apparently, uh, you got some industrial machinery lying around next to your My Little Pony collection. You trading your Barbie dream house for a backhoe when I wasn't looking. Gonna gonna lay some concrete. Get a twelve man crew. Made out of a fucking babysitters club. What?
0: what?
2: No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. Didn't think so. So, why don't we just move to Black Sylvania? And when we get there, we, we can find a pool like a human being that's already there. The, thanks for waiting for me, by the way, for dinner. Sorry, I was three seconds late. Didn't realize I had to roll under a stone gateway to go to dinner. It was, it was just, just an idea. Hey, Dad, is there a basement? Maybe we could dig one, fill it with gold, and eat our way to the bottom.
1: Oh, honey. All right, almost done with the hedges. Nice, nice. Those will look great, I'm sure. Hey, Dad. Hey, kids. Now, hold on a second. Where did you get that candy? We stole it. Now, kids, you know that's not good. Uh,
2: why? Um, why? Why do your kids not know
1: that stealing is bad? Uh, uh, One second. Sweeties, where did you get this? Candy building. You... You mean the store? What store
0: is? Uh, okay, okay. Again, why don't
2: they uh, know, n- n- know? Now, what now
1: honey, we've store. talked about this. Candy building is a house of trade. One must bring coin for that which is contained therein. Oh, I'm sorry, dude. What is wrong with your kids? Yeah, kids happening. being kids, you know. Always <laughs> being. Kids. I I urinate now. Use the stone bowl
0: upstairs. Ah, the rising planks to Stone Bowl of Excrescence.
1: Your family's weird. Your family's weird. And we're back for more of this shit. When we last left our hero, he was desperately at work trying to make sure this house wasn't deemed too dangerous for kids to live in. Long after his kids had moved into it and Alexa was heading off for her first day of work and she's late
0: because she was helping out her dad. Again, this will never matter. This never has anything to do with the plot except that she works there. And the Asian lady, who was apparently just going to walk out and leave the store abandoned and unlocked, (laughs) is like, hey, man, you're late for your first day. And she's like, oh, yeah, no, it won't happen again. She's like, great. Well, you require no training. You're the
1: king of this bodega now. (laughs) Right. She does, too. She says, well, you have to stock the milk, put the old stuff in the back. That's all you need to know to run a (laughs) game." Fucking bodega i'm out yeah yeah so and, and and again like the fact that she works at this store never matters either to the well plot is a little rough anyway yeah <laughs> so now we cut back to uh it, it charlie finishing up all the old up to code stuff and this is probably the most painfully off moment of of like attempted comic relief in the entire thing because he goes like well, I finished the wiring, but I'm not very good at it. And I'm like, wow, that should inspire terror and in all around you.
0: Yeah, I uh, hooked up the gas lines. I mean, I did my best. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what is that smell? Are <laughs> you right? been smelling that? <laughs> anyway, I'll light a
1: match. I'm going down into the basement. <laughs> we'll see if we can find it. Let's get some candles. So Brianna and Dwayne show up while they're having this conversation with like a goddamn pillowcase full of stolen candy.
0: Cause they say they, they admit to stealing the candy and I wanted it to flash cut back to like a dead Ariana, like they shot her and just emptied out the store. Cause they have, they have a, tri- they have a hefty bag full of fucking candy. It's not like they, they put a couple of things in their pockets and dad's like, hey, I didn't say you could buy candy and they're, and again, this is not what kids do. The kids are like, we stole it. And then the other kid's like, don't tell him. And she's like, why? It's
1: just <laughs> fucking nuts. Right? Like, how the fuck did you get to... Like, honestly, regardless of what age this daughter is supposed to be, how did you get to the age where you can go to a store without an adult and not know that you're not allowed to steal fucking candy? Give me a
2: goddamn break. And the dialogue here is, it's crazy. She said, Brianna, who stole the candy, she says, we don't need permission. We didn't buy it. And the Reverend's like... What? And she's like, "Yeah, we didn't buy it. We've been eating it all day." That That, that doesn't the excuse She's she's having a stroke at 15 or it's <laughs> this amazing protest still going. <laughs> one or the other.
0: Sticking to the protest there. Yeah, it's like it went through weird Google Trends like you've ever watched like a super old foreign movie and the English translations are just terrible. This is what this entire movie is spoken like. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's how it again, started.
0: When he corrects her, which, again, won't ever mean anything, won't ever matter, will never affect anything in this movie. It's just a thing to happen so there's motion on screen because this movie is there for dogs to watch, apparently, when owners are gone. But he, when he explains, like, why is it for Christian dogs? Yeah, when he, when he explains, like, why you shouldn't do that, he goes, well, you'll never become anything if you do bad things as a preteen – And they're like, oh, cool. That makes sense. Like he doesn't explain like you shouldn't steal because it's not yours. You shouldn't steal because you're taking it from someone else. He's just like because it will affect you and you will forever be damned.
1: Yeah, well, right, right. And that is like his thing, I guess. So, yeah, so they go, they head off to the store to give back the uh, uneaten candy. But on the way out, that guy who carjacked him the other day shows up to apologize and become a Christian.
0: And he's like, hey man, how you doing? And he's like, oh right, you're the guy that almost stabbed me. Kids, go inside for a second. Like, like he thought Luther, who's this character's name, was there to like finish what he started you know I really thought about it and I do want to stab you Yeah, I I do do want the minivan now (laughs) so I looked you up I found you I googled you uh, and then I came here you weren't here yesterday at 4 when I checked originally but I talked to Carlos he said you'd be back so I'm ready to stab you in the face can I stab you in the face
1: (laughs) also I love this little line of dialogue because he's like talking about how yeah no pastor you you really turned my life around in that very brief scene he says I've been clean and sober ever since that day which by the chronology of the story is most of yesterday right like i've been clean and sober since 4 p.m yeah Yeah. he says i went to a meeting that night so
2: he's about to get his 48 hour chip later today (laughs) and he's very proud
1: (laughs) what yeah but and he wants to help out with the mission because the pastor did so much for him by standing there and making small talk or whatever And he's like, I don't know if you can be trusted. And just then, comedy, Charlie gets electrocuted while he's working on the wiring. Because remember, he's not good at that.
0: Right. And again, like, it's supposed to be comedy, but because this guy doesn't know how to play comedy, he's just like, oh, oh, God, I'm really badly hurt. I'm really <laughs> badly hurt. And the other characters are like, Charlie. And yeah. the way we know this is supposed to be comedy is like after he shocked himself, he's still making electricity noises like a fucking cartoon. He's like, uh oh, wish there was an electrician here. Bzz, bzz, bzz
1: yeah uh-huh and wouldn't you know it it turns out luther the carjacker used to be an electrician so god must have sent him there on purpose yeah and, and now this little moment the last like 20 seconds of this scene it one of my favorite moments in the history of christian film right because like he he, st- he says yeah you know i don't know how to do electrical work and He says that to luther to which i'm screaming then don't do electrical work you fucking idiot would you wing oral surgery but then the actor has to yeah right (laughs) but then the actor has to vamp for a couple of seconds at the end of the scene and uh, about uh, and, and he's trying to say well yeah no i was trying to get the wiring done and dot 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 that's all that was written in the script so he's going and like i uh this is literally his line. You know, I I I hit my toe. I'm like, that's how you fucked up electrical work. That was the best you could come up with. As you were doing the electrical work, it forced you to stub your fucking toe. Oh, I was trying, but I accidentally shot a badger and fucked a goat. Where the fuck does this even come from, you crazy lunatic? Anyway, I was I was,
0: I was hooking up this panel here, and then uh, I started thinking about the hokey pokey. And you know how you put your right foot in, <laughs> take your right foot out. Turns out when you do that to electric. Electricity is not great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fuck. I love that moment. So, yeah, now and then again, just to reinforce the uselessness of the scene, we have to wrap up the stolen candy thing and we can't just imply that that happened because the filmmakers are too stupid to assume we would know. So we spend four seconds on a scene of Noah showing up with Brianna and Dwayne to give the Asian lady back her candy. Right, and it's incredible. He goes, they've got something to tell you.
0: And I wanted him so badly to be like, your kind isn't welcome around oh, here. God. <laughs>
1: Rape of Nan King me. Oh, God. <laughs> That's your three. Um, and then I guess Noah gets home and Luther and Charlie are all done rewiring the whole house in the seven minutes it took him to walk to the store and back. Yeah, exactly. In, the, in
3: this
0: four-second scene, they have rewired the entire house and now they're sitting there drinking lemonade.
1: Yeah, uh uh-huh. mm-hmm. Because They're Christian, that's what they would be drinking. Yeah, turns
2: out the key was you have to shut the power off before you cut wires with scissors and hokey pokey pokey <laughs> around and uh, cut off wire. Also, you pretty much never cut wires with scissors. Well, that also you know. helps, yeah. You have a bomb, and bombs don't <laughs> even work like that, so none of that <laughs> makes sense.
1: You had to cut the blue wire. Oh, I get it. So, yeah, so, and then, of course, Luther knows where Toby is, cause he's also black. Um, and, and he's, Toby is hanging out with Damien's crew at the warehouse on Third Street, across from the tracks. Uh, it's not on the right side of the tracks. I'm trying to think of which side of the
0: tracks. Oh, it's the wrong side of the tracks. He's on the wrong <laughs> side of the tracks. Also, incredible moment between these characters that I guarantee you was a rewrite. He goes, so, what does Toby look like? And you see the white actor go, you, 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 and so they switched it, and instead he just hands him a picture. Like, yeah, he, you know, he looked because you couldn't have those. The people who wrote this movie don't know how to describe African Americans, so they were just like, "What if he just hands him a photo? Great, solved yep, it, solved good. it." Yeah. <laughs> Good uh, good edit there, Dave. Good edit.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then, of course, like he says, oh, I'm going to go get him from the warehouse on Third Street. And Luther goes, I wouldn't go alone. And he goes, I'm not alone. To which Luther sighs and goes, OK, I wouldn't go with just you and an imaginary companion either. You know what I fucking mean, dude.
0: I wanted him so badly to jump through the window of a car with Jesus in the driver's
1: seat. <laughs> <laughs> So, okay, so now he heads over to the drug warehouse because, like I said, that's what we were talking about at the end of the last scene. And, again, we've got one of these amazing moments of, like, the actors had – like, we had to catch him mid-conversation. So here's what we hear as he walks in. Lot of money. Lot of money. Because that's what gangsters talk about when they're just left to their own devices. Yes, and, again –
0: just to point out, music note, oh, ready to go again so soon, Toby? Fine, let me get some Gatorade. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in a warehouse. They have leather couches Yeah. in their warehouse hideout. They also have a, a bottle of what appear to be Sky Vodka and Cognac.
2: <laughs> Grey Goose Vodka and Beefeater Gin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But leather couches, no table. They just turned over garbage can. Oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, right, right, exactly. Also, when he walks in, he's like, uh, hey guys, hey fellas, thanks for letting me in your hideout. Uh, Henchman, again, who is giving the best comedic performance of your life pulls out a gun and just pulling out the gun it makes 16 minutes of gun noises yes it's
1: just like optimus prime
0: transforming yeah yeah i don't think when a gun comes out of your shirt it turns <laughs> into another gun or something <laughs>
2: yeah <laughs> Well, he's holding it sideways, gangster style. It makes more noise off oh, oh. Yeah. oh, all right. But, the uh, bullet's
0: yeah. rattling around in there.
2: <laughs> he just walks in and he's like, Hi, excuse me, I'm a, a white person. I'm Reverend Noah. He might as well ring a bell like he's at a front desk. <laughs> <laughs> excuse
0: me. Secretary told me I could just come right in. <laughs> and flash cuts to a gangster sitting at a desk with like one of those Britney mics and he's like, Big scary warehouse gangster big scare warehouse gangster how can i direct your call
1: (laughs) yes we do have bloody meth (laughs) that's a call sideways (laughs) so yeah and and okay so now we have to head because like he doesn't manage to talk toby out of it but he does scare toby about the future that Dwayne would have if they lived on the streets together or whatever so we head back to the mission and again my note is about the painful attempts to catch characters mid-conversation because when this scene starts, it's it's Charlie and uh, Luther sitting at the table, and they're talking about the last scene, right? He's like, right. man, it sure is good that you showed up to help me with that electrical work. That's literally the opening line. So apparently they're just having that conversation over and over again until something happens.
0: Right, but then it's then it's Luther's turn to leave the scene. So they're like, man, that dinner was delicious. And Luther's like, uh, are you hinting I should do the dishes? And they're like, <laughs> yeah. And he's like, weird. I thought I was – a." A guest. Um,
1: <laughs> sure, I'll I'll clear the table now. Well, and and I think this is important because the movie really glazes over that. Luther now lives at the mission with them, right? <laughs> it's so this like giant this mission. Yeah, like this. They, they've they've brought in the guy that was trying to carjack him 48 hours ago to live with the teenage girls. It's a reality show. They're in a giant mansion. It's really <laughs> weird. <laughs> Yeah, and of course, this is also the part where Alexa has to break it to him that she's got a job, um, but, like, he doesn't care any more than the rest of us.
0: Right. Again, there's no drama of this. She's like, Dad, I have something to tell you. I got a job. And he's like, oh, cool. How do you like it? And she's like, I don't know, man. The whole thing at the beginning seemed you would be upset about this, and I just (laughs) want to know, where is the movie? Are we doing a movie? (laughs) Who the fuck is this goddamn hour and 30 minutes of meisner exercise
1: well right right because if you're paying attention to the review up to this point you're thinking to yourself i wonder what the stakes in this movie will eventually be none Also,
0: yeah. hey guess what it's
1: christmas go fuck yourself <laughs> this is apparently this movie has christmas in the title right and nothing in the fucking movie has any there was a christmas decoration scene y'all that counts If you can tell me what this movie has to do with Christmas, I will tuck my
0: dick and balls up my own butthole. (laughs) Literally, they just like had free Christmas decorations. They were like, you want to set it at Christmas and say the word Christmas three times? And they were like,
1: sure do. Yep, I guess so. And then we cut to late that night where it almost seems like something's going to happen. Don't worry, it doesn't. When a mysterious hooded figure breaks into the house late at night. But But it's it's Toby. And he lives there. So I don't know why he has to break in, but he does. Right.
0: He breaks in. He breaks in and he's like, I want to take Dwayne with me. And he's like, where? And he's like, I'll
1: figure it out, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's like elsewhere. Yeah. But see, he's leaving Damien's crew, but he knows that they'll kill him if he leaves the gang. So he has to like skip town or whatever. And the reverend is like, no, no, no.
2: Um, the, the gang guy won't. Is my plan? <laughs> That's
3: his so be plan,
1: mine. and that is it. Well, again, his plan is God will take care of it. Like in all of these goddamn movies, everybody's plan has to be sit back and do nothing because God's going to take care of it.
0: Right. And Charlie, who had a golf club when he thought someone was walking in the house, turns to him and he's like, "Yeah, let Toby go. Let him go. I don't think this, uh, this is not really our area expertise." Kinda of just well, wanted to fix up a mission.
1: <laughs> yeah, I see the, the 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 side of this story that you really don't get is that Charlie is a raging fucking racist and doesn't want these black kids around, but he can't <laughs> say that. So he's constantly going like, "Man, you've been looking for him for like 14 minutes on that Google. I think it's time to give up, right? And switch back to whites and Hispanics, huh?" So. <laughs> Yeah, and also the actor that plays Toby will never get more than four consecutive words out without taking a breath. Now, some of that is because he has to shout every single line that he says in the movie, but mm-hmm. like, it, it's, it's, he's constantly like, I have to go get my little brother so that we can run from the gang members. Every goddamn delivery. It's like trying to catch a train with Heath. <laughs> Deep cut. So, okay, now we cut to Alexa at work where she catches a lady stealing. This is the first half of this scene. The second half of this scene will take place long after you've forgotten it. Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: So she catches this lady stealing who is wearing at least $150, $175 lovely leather jacket and gold hoop earrings. Uh Uh-huh. And she turns around and she's like, please don't call the cops on me. I, I have a baby and I'm poor and I can't afford milk for my child.
1: Right. Because in this universe, there isn't wick or anything. And first of all, this is damn promising opening to lesbian porn, right? Please don't call the cops. I need help. But that's not where we go. But instead, we have to prove that Alexa is so Christian that she lets the lady run a tab. Now, what's happening here is that she's so Christian that she's stealing from the Asian lady to give to this other lady right ultimately that will be what happens with no evidence that she will ever get this money
0: back no. in fact later on we spoiler alert when confronted about this she'll be like oh yeah she probably wouldn't pay you oh yeah i'll pay you i'll pay you instead <laughs> yeah right right exactly this system i invented for your store which i've worked in for a day <laughs> or maybe two
1: <laughs> we have no fucking idea Um, But, yeah, at any rate, so we we get that very important shit out of the way. And then finally we get the uh, hot-ass children's services chick again.
0: And she is way too impressed by the fact that his house is no longer a dangerous barrel of fire. (laughs) She's like, oh, (laughs) what?
1: No one's ever gotten their house up to code so quickly. What? Ever. Most people just live in homes that don't have exposed wiring. Right. I yeah. expected
0: this lady to go, <laughs> I've never met anyone who cares about foster kids before. It,
1: well, is- right. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, exactly. This is kind of unrealistic. And then there's this bizarre fucking scene. And again, this is just the 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 filmmakers have no idea how bizarre it is because they're stupid. But after she walks away, she like picks up her phone and starts to call a number. Now, generally speaking, in a movie where after the scene is over, if somebody picks up a phone to make a phone call, we're going to reveal new information. And they're a spy. Well, right, right, she, exactly. She They're, we're like about to find out that their real motivation is something else. Uh, but not in this dumb fucking movie. She calls and she says, yeah, I need to schedule a home inspection for such and such, such and such street. Uh, when, Uh When? You know what? Never mind. I'll handle it myself. And she hangs up and then ominous music plays. What is happening here is we're setting up that later she's going to come back to examine the house. We already knew that. I'm I'm sorry. I shouldn't be so surprised this far into the film. Well, it sets the shit out of the next scene, so now we know. (laughs) Well, that's true. Yeah, exactly. I
0: wanted her to pick up her phone and call into base and be like, it's
1: done. Well, that's exactly how the scene played out. Yeah, she could have like – she should have gone like, um, you know, I'm clear. Send them in or something like that. But no, yeah, just instead it was pointless. Gary Busey comes in in blackface, like, it's me, Toby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Fixed it.
0: <sighs> I also have a hard time. <sighs> speaking
1: <laughs> more than a few, <laughs> there were two stairs. <laughs> so, but of course, since we were talking about the home inspection at the end of the last scene, this next scene is going to be the home inspection. And just for some comedy, Charlie's all sexied up for the visit, which apparently means he's wet his hair.
2: Yeah. Right. He's all nervous, which looks exactly
1: the same as the entire
2: rest (laughs) of the movie because he doesn't know where to put his arms and legs and torso (laughs) and tries to invert that. He doesn't know what's going on.
1: The first person I've ever seen sit down and have trouble figuring out where the legs go. Yeah. And, and, And again, promising porn start. He goes... You know, she comes in and he's like, Miss Roscoe, why don't we start upstairs? And I'm like, Yeah, baby, but no.
0: No. It then instantly again, because this movie is edited like a goddamn nightmare you're having on acid, he instantly walks <laughs> out the door of a different room on a different floor than where <laughs> they were supposed to start, and he's like, So that's the house.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Again, couldn't have implied it, but but she decides to hang around for dinner, too. Also, there's just an
0: incredible moment. Again, this movie is fucking nuts. Luther gets asked to do grace, which is how Dwayne is going to announce that he was homeless and mugging people two days ago. Uh, he, yeah. And uh-huh. Luther... Luther's about to do grace, but he's got to apologize like a white girl doing karaoke first. He's like, oh, my God. Okay. So I'm doing this for my sister. Oh, my gosh. Angela, you're going to get married. Okay. Dear God, thank you for the food. Oh, my God. Did I fucking ruin it? I think I was (laughs) amazing. I put in four songs. (laughs) Karaoke is for the poor and (laughs) talented.
1: Yeah, he shouldn't do it. <laughs> but the important thing is that, like, now the Child Protective Services lady knows that they recklessly endanger their children by inviting a random violent criminal to stay with them after knowing him for six minutes. Hooray! Also, they let an unlicensed electrician do all the wiring in their home. That never comes up.
0: And she's like, so uh when he becomes your foster father, at which point... Toby leaps up in the air like he's been electrocuted by the faulty wiring. And he's like, I don't need no foster father. And the kid's like, you didn't ask to be excused because apparently like that kid has been beaten into just like no standing up at the table. (laughs) And he goes, you ain't making him a robot. He ain't no politeness robot program for politeness like Alan Tudyk in I Am Robot. Do you think that's what he is? Is he Alan Tudyk to you?
1: (laughs) So, right. So he storms off. And of course, Noah follows him. And what we learn here is that what Toby's really afraid of is that the pastor, that he'll let the pastor down by not being a good enough person. So and they're, they, they make it as far as like just outside the mission to have this conversation. And that's when Damien shows up, the head thug from all the thugs earlier to let him know that he's going to murder them, but not now, later.
0: A- and again, the extras in this scene are phenomenal. Watch them while Damien's talking because they're literally in the background, like ma and a ma ma, ma ha, ha, ha. They know they're not allowed to talk because they're under five, so they're just like ah
1: ah 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 ah
3: ah ah
0: ah ah
1: and now okay so the the child Prot- protective services lady has just witnessed a like a gang of armed men come in and threaten to murder him and his family and she's like yeah so uh maybe i'm going to take your daughters too i just thought you know while i'm taking kids out of your custody i thought we'd th- they at least throw that on the table right but again cuz there's
0: no stakes in this movie he's like what you're going to take my daughters too like ugh yeah ugh. <laughs> damn don't
1: it's like trying to get heath on a train is my point (laughs) so then we get uh we get alexa she's heading to work and toby happens upon her and walks with her um for yet another incredibly meaningless scene and this is this scene primarily keep in mind again this is a a man writing about his own life right writing about himself when he writes these lines for other characters Um, So Toby is basically just going like, man, I don't get your pops. He never gives up on people. Why does he do so much good for so many people? To which she says, he's a reverend. That's his job. To which I just wrote, fuck you until my hands started to hurt.
0: (laughs) I wrote, he's a reverend. He's used to fighting for the
1: weak. (laughs) right. (laughs) Go back to the early diatribes. You'll get that one. You'll get that one. Yeah.
0: And then... To end the scene, again, because they know there has to be before and after dialogue, he's like, so, you're adopted. If you had sex with your dad, the baby would be okay. (laughs) (laughs) And blackout. (laughs) Like, literally, it's just, it's it's, no, I have never seen a series of scenes with such unconnected, this makes international gorillas looks like fucking Rashomon.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's so painful. All right, so now back at the mission, Noah's trying to sort out what they're going to do next time. Damien shows up, and-, and I wanted a Home Alone montage so bad,
0: where <laughs> it was,
3: like paint cans
1: and no. <laughs> this movie- it was not too late for this movie to be good. They—it didn't get there, but it could have still gotten there. Yeah. So what he decides he's going to do is go talk to Damien, go talk to the to the gangbanger, and explain his side of the story. And, of course, all the other guys are like, we're going with you. And he's like, no. He grabs his Bible. He will says, I'll be fine. I'd love for him to open it up. There's a gun in the Bible, you know, like uh, Shawshank Redemption style. But no.
0: See, I wanted a flash cut to his dead and mangled body and then just back to the thing. Like, shwoot. well, that didn't
1: work. <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up at the warehouse um, and pulls and I guess Damien is is. uh toby's cousin or whatever so he pulls the your grandma's dead card which you know like now damien can't be a thug anymore um so that affords him time to tell damien that jesus loves him and leaves him a bible before he ominously wanders off
0: couple of things in this scene first of all he he calls him son which in my experience calling african-americans son does not work super well (laughs) they don't care for it priest or no and there's also this insane moment where he goes, what matter to who Jesus? And he goes, you matter to me. And there's this pause and I'm sitting there watching this with my wife who is not walked out of this movie. And she goes, kiss. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love to because he sets his Bible down and walks off and the guy's like, yo, man, your book. We can't have all this Jesus sitting around. He's going to fuck up our style. I wanted him to have actually forgotten and be like, oh, thanks so much. <laughs> Forgot. The Bible. I am a preacher after all. All right. Anyways, Jesus loves you. Bye bye. <laughs> so anyway, you remember that lady who needed milk for her baby. Now we're going to get the second half of that scene a day later. So they're having this again, this painfully awkward. The scene hasn't started yet. Conversation about who the baby daddy is or whatever. And when the owner walks in, well, and let's put this in perspective. While well, her new employee and a random stranger are robbing her. Right. And right? she's like, oh, well, what are you
0: doing? You're not allowed to set up tabs here. And she's like, oh, okay, then I'll pay for it. And literally, this is how little this fucking movie cares about this movie. Mrs. Naguyan
1: goes, whatever. And that will be the end of that plot. Yes. Yes, we have introduced a whole character just so that we can have that resolution to it. Anyway, okay, so now, of course, just so that we can make sure everybody's got their bingo, we go to Damien's reading the Bible montage, and apparently he's a speed
2: reader too. He's just flipping oh, yeah. through extremely quick. I'd love to see the backstory there. Him just like winning memory tournaments, <laughs> <and like> memorizing <laughs> decks of cards.
0: I wanted him so badly to just start reading out loud, and then sword Mouth Jesus went, rah! You know (laughs) what? I'm not going to be a gangster anymore.
1: (laughs) I guess. Yeah, and he's very clearly reading like eight words on each page. That's about as much time as – and again, that means that the actor or the director or somebody didn't know how reading a book worked. So dad goes – and now this is also, again, useless, but – such a disappointing scene because we get dad showing up at Alexa's room late that night. He knocks on her door and starts just randomly walking in and you know, she could have been masturbating. That was a choice that, that was open to them. Uh, but no, she's crying over a dead mom picture.
0: Right. He walks into the room. His daughter is sitting fully clothed on the bed, weeping over a photo. And he goes, everything OK? And I wanted her to be like, oh, yeah, man, everything's great. <laughs> I often weep fully clothed in my bedroom at midnight over the picture <laughs> of my
1: dead mom. Things are awesome. You want to go to Dave and Buster's lady? <laughs> <laughs> OK, just checking on. And yeah, right. And of course, I, I, I guess what they're going for here is just to resolve to, like, make sure that everyone knows. No, no. Alexa's totally on board uh, with the move now. We are retrofitting a character arc into her storyline, guys. Right. There's an incredible moment where Alexa goes, what do you think mom would
0: have done? And I wanted him to be like, oh, mom, she would have rolled hard. Machine gun montage. <laughs> <laughs> damn, damn, damn. They just bust into Damien's
3: lair.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's what mom would have wanted. He throws her a shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Oof. laughs> It's just been revoked.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So now we cut to the, yeah, I don't fucking know the Christmas dance or something at the church It's the Christmas Eve thing that's happening. See, it's about Christmas. Eli has to like fold his dick into his ass
0: or something.
1: (laughs) And of course, right in the middle of their big celebration, Claire shows up, the child protective services hottie, and she's with a cop. She's there to get the kids
0: just the black kids she's actually just come for Dwayne and because she goes i need to take Dwayne and toby so like in her mind before this scene she was like okay we'll just take away the black ones he can keep the white ones those are his
1: like <laughs> i don't want to get into all the paperwork But even like, though one of them is adopted yeah exactly and therefore under my jurisdiction yeah and also i'm sorry but you're coming to pick up orphans from their foster home on christmas eve at gunpoint at a Christmas party, right? Not is that like really how Christmas that works?
0: Party. Yeah, she's just like, "Oh, I I knew you were having a Christmas. I thought this would be fun. Like, you could do white elephant Christmas, and then <laughs> one of the kids <laughs> could get taken away <laughs> to a police <laughs> <balloon> station." <laughs> <laughs> I try to make it
1: fun. Yeah, right, right. That's why we do this at eight p.m. So, and also, while this is happening, while he's having this conversation, this, oh, you're not going to take the kids, are you? Shocks. The neighbors from the beginning of the movie who gave him the baked goods show up. Mid-sentence. Mid, <laughs> It's the
0: fucking craziest interjection to I a scene sh- I could <laughs> possibly imagine. The neighbors from the beginning show up with a bunch of Christmas presents and are like, hey now, don't start without us. And you see the CPS lady be like, oh,
1: kind of important what we were doing. We were, we doing were having a whole... A- a scene. I mean, in real life, this kind of weird shit happens, but you don't have to let it happen in your movies. Yeah. And I I feel like that was just like, probably just happened. You know, it's just like, it just so happened. Oh shit. Are you guys filming? I'm so sorry. I didn't know. But yes, I was so proud of myself for recognizing who these characters were at this point. Oh, you guys doing white
2: elephant. All right. I'm going to trade my Amazon Echo for a bigger black kid.
1: (laughs) For Toby. And then, of course, right in the middle of all of this, Damien shows up with his thugs in tow. And, and Toby immediately, when Damien walks in, uses his brother as a human
0: shield. He does. <laughs> he immediately runs behind his brother. He's like, get the, get the literal one. Get him.
1: Get him. <laughs> he's standing between <laughs> you and my heart. Yeah. Um, and so Damien says, Hey, I got something for you, preacher man. Goes to reach in and, and pull out the Bible. But of course, it's a black man reaching into his pocket, so the cop goes for his gun right away. Which is
0: super fucking racist, by the way. No one turns to that co- I wanted a scene where they're like, hey, man, did you just go for your gun because a black man walked in and said he had something for us? Like, when the white people came in, you didn't jump on them and be like, a bomb, right? Well, right, just right. Like- the <laughs> fact that a black guy reached into his pocket meant you
1: went for your gun on Christmas. Well, and, and and again, it's not like this cop knows the backstory, right? He doesn't know that Damien is the the gangster that's been threatening him. It's just a black man walking into church saying, hey, preacher, I have something for you. Yes, and his and immediate he- fucking thought is, ah, I better shoot this black guy. <laughs> Most realistic moment in the movie, actually. But yeah, but what really happens is he pulls out his Bible and says, you left this book and it changed my life, so now I'm going to use my gangsterness to protect your mission because I'm a Christian now.
2: But just to be safe, I feel like he should have backed in with his hands up with the Bible. Like
1: just, <laughs> I mean, like, if
2: you're going to be responsible about it, God. whatever. It's, it's not entirely – it, it, I don't want to talk about
1: whose fault it was, but <laughs> –
0: Exactly.
1: So he wanders off. I don't unfriend people on Facebook. <laughs> So so now that Damien has turned towards Jesus and everything, he wanders off, and we get what I can only hope is the closing monologue from Noah and this and this monologue is so bizarre too because he's like you know this neighborhood used to live in fear of crime and drugs and black people i i mean African American people, but now it's all about hope and I'm like. There hasn't been anything that's happened in this movie to suggest that this is a bad neighborhood unless you count black people living in it. Yes. That is it. And your reactions to them. Right. Literally
0: the worst thing that happened is that police officer almost shot someone <laughs> yes. for reaching into their pocket at church. <laughs> he also says – uh, the fear of being alone is the greatest fear of all. And I'm just saying, I don't think, like, ghetto kids in
1: Chicago are afraid of being alone. <laughs> and I, and if you're wondering if that makes sense in context, no. Nope. No, it really nope. doesn't. And and at the end of this whole bizarre, like, now Damien's Jesus stuff, he ends with, and that's why we celebrate Christmas. I wanted Linus to come up and say no. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No. Got some Bible quotes here for you. And apparently Claire is so impressed with something that he can now keep the kids. I don't even fucking know. There was I almost have
2: a gunfight, no- and she's like, you can keep the kids yeah you this guys won the
0: almost gun The gunfight didn't happen so you, you keep. It. i have no idea what that character is supposed to be motivated by the people walking in with the presents the gangster saying that he will not murder them and returning a bible she's just she's just like well movie's over that guy's making that little hand circle gesture <laughs> that means wrap it up so You can keep your kids. I'm going to go back on the porn (laughs) set I borrowed this outfit from. (laughs) Rips off the wig. I'm Gary (laughs) Biusci.
1: Oh, that would have been really complicated for me. Um, So, yeah, now the movie is over. And I honestly did not know that. Until there were credits on the screen. Like like honestly, like if I hadn't been counting the minutes for so long, I would have been sure there was more movie coming. I wouldn't have been
2: surprised if they were decoy credits and they were like, ha and then did another scene. Ha
0: <laughs> ha uh-huh, now we find out if Toby gets into college. No <sighs> <sighs>
1: All right, so like I said at the top, we're clearly dealing with yet another self-congratulatory "My Life Would Make Such an Awesome Movie" piece of shit. And after watching so many of these, nothing really happened. Movies. It got me to wondering, and I figured this would be a great way to close the show. What would be the least interesting experience of your life that a movie could be made about that would still be more interesting than this movie? Oh, uh, I'm going to say
2: me watching this movie, the movie. <laughs>
0: Whoa. <laughs> uh, me watching heath watch this movie <laughs> the movie <laughs> the movie
1: well right yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh man let's make that yeah no shit I, I'm, I'm in crazy hundred air money and well that does it for our review of miracle on salvation street it's not going to do it for our episode just yet because we still need to make you feel all tingly about next week so eli tell us what's on deck the encounter I've been looking forward to this one. I got to be honest with you. This is a
0: good one. So this guy who stars in The Encounter, The Encounter is about a bunch of people, end up at a diner late at night, and then the manifestation of God, Jesus, like, fixes all their lives. But a running theme throughout some of the movies we've watched and some of the ones we're going to watch is that, like, this guy is always Jesus God. He's just always Jesus God, and it originates with this movie. Now, there's two of them. There's Encounter, and then there's a sequel. Mm-hmm. So We've got two movies coming up, but this is the first one, and i got to say it looks pretty terrible great.
1: Now, isn't this the same God Jesus guy from Revelation Road or, or something else that we watched? Yes. Want? Yeah, yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I've been looking forward to revisiting this bizarre fucking actor. So with that to look forward to, we'll bring episode 72 to a merciful close. Once again, a huge thanks to all the Patreon donors that help make the show go. If you'd like to count yourself among their ranks, you can make a per episode donation at patreon.com slash godawful. That's patreon.com slash godawful, and thereby earn early access to an ad-free version of every episode. You can also help us a ton by leaving us a five-star review on iTunes, and by sharing the show on all your various social media platforms. And if you enjoyed this show, be sure to check out our sibling shows, The Skating Atheist and The Skeptocrat, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else podcasts live. If you have questions, comments, or cinematic suggestions, you can email godawfulmovies at gmail.com. The theme song for this episode was written and performed by Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars, and all other music was written and performed by Morgan Clark. If you like what you hear, hear more by following the links on the show notes for this episode. Thanks again for giving us a chunk of your life this week. For Heath Enright Neil, I Bosnick, I'm no illusions promising to work hard to earn another chunk next week. Until then, we'll leave you with a Breakfast Club close.
2: Brianna strangled Dwayne by accident because his hair was so soft and fuzzy.
1: <laughs> Claire was a naughty little child protective services agent.
0: Brianna and Dwayne died in an unfortunate Amelia Bedelia misunderstanding with a lawnmower and some marshmallow fluff. <laughs>
1: The preceding podcast was a production of Puzzle in a Thunderstorm, LLC, copyright 2016, all rights reserved.